Fitness Pro Mentor Community. What is going on? We tried it without the title card. That wasn't awkward at all. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Glenn and I, we're the Minds on Muscle show. We got a quick, sweet, important one for you. So if you are a personal trainer and you're trying to grow your business in 2023, looking into 2024, there are some simple tech tools that we are gigantic fans of that don't cost a lot, that are easy to implement, that can totally change your social media presence. But first and foremost, Glenn, how are you doing today, sir? I'm lovely. Let's smash it. Let's smash it. So setting this up very quickly, social media has completely changed in 2023 from the years prior. The things that work are different than what worked two or three years ago. Everything from Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, it is really this tall, real-looking format, and there are things that work really well to gain audience, get eyeballs on you, and also help with conversion. We've talked in previous episodes about what to do, technically speaking, in the content. We'll be referencing it a little bit today, but today is much more about the tools of the trade and making it as easy for you as possible. So we're going to smash right to it. Glenn, if you were suggesting some tools for someone to get into social media, what are some tech tools you think that are important? There's some places we could start, but let's start really quick with an obvious one. Let's talk about cameras. There is a huge misconception that you need to get a expensive camera. And you know what? That might have been true five years ago. I've got a Canon M50 at home that I used to record some stuff. We've got a couple different cameras to use uh, to record stuff here. But I'll be honest with you, Brandon and I both picked up iPhone 15s recently, Pro Maxes. Mine, I lease at, I don't know, 40, 40 bucks a month, maybe, something like that. And I'll tell you, this is a game changer. This now is probably better than the Canon M50 I have at home to record content. And I'll tell you why. The technology in this little device has gotten so good with its three cameras on the backside. I think it's two on the front side. These things can now record 30 frames per session, ugh, per second in 4K, making it an outstanding video social media making device. If you have an iPhone 13 or a 12, not bad, but honestly, it just doesn't have the capabilities or the power that this thing has. You could record a podcast, start a video blog on YouTube. You could do pretty much everything now with this iPhone as long as you understand how to use the features. I would say if you've got the opportunity and it makes sense for you, get the iPhone 15. No brainer. I'm going to throw it over to Brandon. I know he's going to agree with me, but he'll have some fun things to add on as well. Uh, well, I'll be honest. Um, unlike Glenn, well, a little bit Glenn, but more so for this business, I invested a lot into cinematography gear that we're going to be talking about. Because when I started doing all this high quality video in 2017, 2016, the cameras on phones were not good. They did not capture a depth of field. They didn't have clean colors. It was a clear that this is a crappy phone camera versus this is a high quality cinematography camera. Why I've got the two cameras I've got here and why if you look at this shot, how crisp and clean this is, boom, and why these look so clean. Now, there are definite clear benefits when you're trying to record high quality content. And if you're a business owner like me with a team of people, I would still say there are pros to investing into gear like this. There's things, there's views, like there's a crispness that you get from these kinds of shots that if you're looking at the microphone and looking at Glenn, it just looks different and does have a very pro camera look. But this one camera over here costs nearly double with its entire setup than what this iPhone costs. And this iPhone only costs a few hundred dollars more in a total for two year cycle than that camera did. And it's a phone and it does so much more. The amount of power that you get in iPhones or Samsung phones or the highest quality phones with the best cameras nowadays, it's just unrivaled. So no matter where you are in your journey, if you are trying to use social media in any way to grow your brand and your fitness personal training business, I would encourage you to spend the few extra dollars and get the best camera. What you're really investing into is the camera. 
And honestly, maybe it's $500 more, but for like we're doing a leasing program. Every two years, I get a brand new iPhone with the best camera. And it's only because of this business. It is so incredible that I would encourage you to check it out. And like Glenn was saying, you can actually do, so 30 frames per second, 4K, you can actually do it at a, I think you can get down to 120 frames per second, which allows you to do that super crispy, slow, slow-mo clean shots that are almost hard. It's impossible to reproduce. They look so good and so crispy. So great investment in my opinion. Now, from a video perspective, like I was just saying, if you want to go a little bit more over the top, you absolutely can invest into a DSLR camera like this one here. There are pros and cons, right? The pros are you get a crispness that you will not get through the phone. Like the phones are looking really good, but it has, still has artificial depth of field where it's capturing, it's sensing the background in you and the subject and making the background a little blurrier and making you stand out. It looks good. But when you compare that to a cinematography camera at 4K, there's a clear crispness difference. Now with this, you get really close. This is actually 1080p with a low f-stop of 1.8 with this beautiful lighting. It makes a big difference. So what I would say is if you are a trainer and you're just trying to focus on providing some good content to the internet, get a simple phone, invest into it. If you're a business owner like myself and you've got a team of people you're trying to do like high quality testimonials, I would say spend the few extra thousand dollars and invest in the gear, not just for you, but for the team. But I don't know if an individual trainer needs to make that investment unless they really want to and are excited about it. But again, like I said, it wasn't even an option years ago. So now you have the option. Absolutely. Moving on from that, let's talk about audio and sound quality. Oftentimes your people who are watching your social media content they'll be a little bit more forgivable of video quality that isn't top-notch. If you look at, for example, Mr. Beast, who's got 115 million people who follow him on YouTube, he still uploads all of his content in 1080p, which is, I believe, uh, 1K, 1K, 2K, something like that. Well, everyone else who might not be making anywhere near the amount of money or have anywhere near the amount of subs that he does literally have 4K resolution. There's his crisper, they look better. But people love Mr. Beast, they love his content most popular YouTuber, so they keep coming back. So people are forgivable of video. The one thing that people do not forgive very well or easily at all is audio. And as far as the cameras have come on these phones, I will say the audio isn't quite there yet. It's a lot harder. They're getting a lot better. Apple's got some really cool features for um, audio canceling uh, during phone calls, but it's not quite there yet for when you're doing video stuff. Having said that, we got a couple options for you. Brandon and I both have a wireless Bluetooth microphone, the DJI. I would say this is probably the gold standard as far as Bluetooth microphones come. 450 Canadian, around 350, 375 American. Absolutely invaluable tool. It comes with two microphones as well as some components to attach it to your phone, Android or iPhone. Absolutely invaluable. Not going to be the most amazing sound quality like you would get from a, uh, like a real boom mic, but on-the-fly social media content still does the job really, really well. So big fans of this. I will say, as a, as a caution, people will skimp out and get the $50 one or the $100 con, um, versions of this on Amazon. Um, those are going to sound crappy. They're going to sound worse than the microphone you'd have on any new phone in the past couple years. If you're gonna be investing in something like this, you have to get at least the two or $300 ones. I do recommend if you're going to invest in it, do get the DJI. This is gonna last you a long time. And the great thing is, as apps get better, what we're gonna see through Instagram, and we can already kind of do this on your computer if you're editing in that regard, is you can clean up the audio. 
So I do uh, edit in my computer for some of the things that I do, and I can remove a lot of the hum or the background noise quite easily because the AI is getting so good and it sounds really, really crisp. Having said that, if you're gonna be creating a lot of content and you want the sound to be really, really good, this is a solid investment. You don't have to, but I would recommend it if you can afford it. So I'm pro this. I actually, I mean, I bought this one as well. It was I saw Curtis Clay using it and I thought it was a great idea. I'm a huge fan of the DJI brand. They do a great job. To be honest, if I were going to do this again, I may consider investing into the Rode Go microphone. Uh, not because I'm not a fan of this, but I have a lot of Rode stuff and the Rode Go wireless does integrate with all of my other tech really well. So I would have considered that. I have a lot of students that actually have a Rode Go as well and they are a huge fan of it. It's around the same price point, perhaps a little bit less. It's not as convenient with the same charging case far as I know, but it's in the same wheelhouse. I have a lot of friends that are professional musicians and I will say just the little bit I've learned from being, an, uh, being around audio files, I am not one of them, with sound, you do get what you pay for, 100%. And there's a big difference between like this microphone here, The tech, this microphone has been around for a decade and the technology hasn't changed and it still sounds amazing because the technology that picks up sound in this Rode Procaster, it has been around for a long time and is good. Same with the SM57B, which is a very common microphone by Sure that Michael Jackson used to record and you see a lot of YouTubers using. It's like a four or $500 microphone. That tech's been around for a really long time and is good and they cannot make it better. That's why they stop. But then when you get to things like this, this is actually a digital microphone. It doesn't have the same acoustic catching that this does or the one that Glenn has or any of the other microphones you've seen other YouTubers use. But the convenience of the digital wireless processor, you, you can't beat it. It sounds so good for what you get. So validating what Glenn was saying, the more you pay on things like this, the better. And I want to show one thing to help everybody out here. This was, like Glenn was saying, around $400. I bought this microphone in 2017 when I started doing the video stuff. And I didn't have the money for it, honestly. It was, like an, it was an investment. And it was around $600. Now, this is still a really, really commonly used microphone. It is great quality, but it doesn't cancel out the background noise like this one is. So I used this one today for a testimonial video, this lavalier. It's great. It has a wireless signal that will not be influenced by any other wireless signal, hence one of the reasons why it has such a price point. It makes very good compatibility with cameras. This is just easier. <laughs> it plugs into any phone so easily. So I love it. Thank you so much. I love the idea. DJI, honestly, Curtis Clay. Uh, thank you so much for using this and giving us the inspiration to get it. Absolutely love it. Anyone interested? Oh, look at this. Oh, it's not going to focus on it. Beautiful, simple little black box. Maybe Glenn can do it. And it looks really simple and good. Anyway, next recommendation. Where you at? I think we're going to get into probably the third thing that's going to make your videos look fantastic. And I, in my mind, this is kind of the trifecta. Audio, video, and lighting. One of the first things... If you go to YouTube and you learn about how to make your videos look better, the first thing that you'll hear all these expert tell, experts tell you that they wish they got turned on to sooner that they ignored for the longest time is lighting. Lighting can make a $200 camera look like a $1,500 camera. Now you can't see it now, but we've got a big light up here. Brandon, as you can see, has got some lights in back behind us. And this is not, this is not just because we thought it would be a good idea for the aesthetic. This is all by design. The lighting in the front highlights our features, and the bright lights in the back allow us to pop more. And one of the reasons why you never really see people who create videos ever really wear bright yellow colors, bright colors like yellow or green or, or white that much is because they don't pop as much. 
But when you see Brandon and I here wear our blacks, or if you ever see us in blues, blues pop really, really well when you've got great lighting. And lighting, God bless, you know, uh, I say capitalism, I don't know. God bless whoever came up with this concept, but lighting is getting more and more inexpensive. You can get a decent set of lights for under $100 on Amazon, or guess what, go on Facebook, people sell these things all the time. You can get them like hotcakes for half the price, and they make your videos look amazing. The trade-off here is that lighting takes a little bit more time to set up, especially if you're like Brandon and I, you're a bit more geeky about it, especially Brandon, if I'm being honest here. There's a lot of tinkering with different settings, ISO, aperture, f-stop, there's a lot of different things you can tinker around with to make your setup look really great. Having said that, if you wanna just distill it down to its basics, if you're using, for example, like a decent iPhone or Android or Samsung to create your videos, choosing either the space in your gym or where you are that has good lighting or investing in some lighting setup that you can have kind of set up, I wanna say around the clock, so you don't have to move it around all the time to streamline your process or something that's easy to set up in general, it's gonna go a long way to making your videos look absolutely fantastic. I've got my pick of the week later where I'll share how all this comes together, but that's where I will start with lighting. I'm sure you got something you wanna add on there, Brandon. Uh, well, I'll be honest. I mean, you don't need to spend a lot of money on lighting to get started. Uh, we had, there's a couple lights around here that are extremely inexpensive that we used originally, and it wasn't until this production got a little more serious that invented into, invested into a very large softbox. Very happy I did, I love how it looks. Forgetting all of that, if you want to just get started with some lighting that looks pretty good, if you guys are looking at me here, this side of my face is a little bit lit up, this face, this side of my face is a little darker, you can film by a window on an overcast day very easily and have the window kind of at you at around like a one or two o'clock angle or even a three o'clock and you get that real nice depth on your face that looks really, really different, really, really cool. Honestly, just make sure when you're filming with a window that you're not facing with the window behind you because it just makes you look washed out. But experiment with windows. Like literally sit on uh, selfie mode and just turn your body around while you're looking at your camera and just see like how does your face look in different lighting. It's absolutely miraculous how much of a difference it makes. I mean, honestly, if you need an example, we just disappear without <laughs> But you can see on the back, we got this nice orange glow and how much this helps to make us pop. So there's some very cool things that you can do there. So we've got lighting, video, sound. I'll say one last thing about lighting. If you are gonna do the thing where you're gonna use the light from the outside, just be aware that as clouds come and go and they pass by, unless you're in a constantly sunny area, that will change the way your video looks as you go on if you're filming longer form content. Just something to be thinking about. Just yeah. put it there, because I've had that problem many times and the videos look really weird because people see you going through different contrasts. Like short funny. form content. It has to be for short 100%. form content for sure. Yeah. Or just small parts of a longer video. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, last one, last point that we want to throw out there, and then Glenn sounds like he's got a pick, a week, pick of the week for this, which is all very, very cool. Um, with all of this, this helps with the visual production. If I were to make one suggestion as far as a tech tool to help you with your social media presence is work on soundbite voice dictation. Try to get really, really good at identifying simple systems that you can reproduce in a social media post, and I think you practicing the voice dictation soundbite is a really important part. Sciatica, very common back issue. Here are two exercises that you can do to resolve it. The common stretch that you see people do, let's not do that. That actually could be a little bit dangerous. Here are two exercises you can do that are isometrics. Here's a bent knee hip flexion and a straight leg hip flexion. Let me know how it goes and let me know if you have any questions below. 
You have to establish a problem. You have to talk about a thing, set it up very quickly, establish a little bit of a problem, and then offer a solution. And if we think about this debit versus credit idea that I've talked a little bit about over the last few weeks, you can do some very, very powerful things. You have to practice it. Here's why I love this, and I think it's one of the most important things. If you listen to all these brilliant people, and I don't care if they're brilliant politically, from a science perspective, the most brilliant minds that are doing really well right now can take all of this massive information and bring it down to a tiny point that anybody at any level can understand the brass tacks of it. Then they can unpack it and expand it. So in your infinite wisdom of everything you've learned around exercise science, you should be able to make it as concise, small, and as fast as possible. So that way, if a consumer is driving past your billboard at 100 kilometers an hour, they still get the point. And I can't tell you how important I think this is because this transfers to your personal training sessions. This transfers to any conversation you're having. Glenn asked me a question about something with a client and I share one sound bite. And even though I'm speaking about something kind of advanced, he has enough information that I can say it in three sentences. He goes, I got it. Same for a client, same for my kids. I think you should try it and to make things as concise as possible. This helps you give a lot more value on social media. If you think about it, if you're giving information on social media, if a 15-year-old can't understand it or a 95-year-old can't understand it, you probably aren't hitting the mark. It's really gotta be that simple. If it helps you think about it, pretend you've gotta to talk to people like they're at an eighth grade reading level or literacy level, and that will help you kind of craft and form these sentences. And I'll tell you, just on this point, because this is super important, it takes one, one word that people see as a buzzword or is too complicated or is too much, and you've lost everybody. It only takes one word. Really try to make things concise and simple as you can. Can't say that enough. Now, I'll throw this out there as something that I've been experimenting with to that point. I have been trying to literally say one buzzword on purpose, but Ooh. then clean it up. Hot take. Right? And so in one of several of the videos, be careful of stretching. Stretching can be a risky maneuver, and especially if administered passive, it can actually cause more discomfort. Think about this thing called post-activation potentiation. It's much like muscle memory, this ability for your body to recall how it's performed in the past, and then you elicit that through a strategic exercise. Here's an example. So I'm really, like, really try, I used to call it, I don't know if I've ever said this to you, but I used to call it throwing the rake too far. Right? If you're like trying to pull leaves, you throw the rake out really, really far on purpose, but then you pull it back quickly. So that way you kind of give someone just a little bit of a sense of you do have something. But where you get lost really quick is when you use the, in my opinion, is when you use the buzzword and you hang on it too long. Right? Avoid stretching. If you passive stretch, the risk is really high. Try this thing called post-activation potentiation. This increases calcium sensitivity and the phosphorylization of blah, 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 blah. You're done. But you can get away with one word, in my opinion, I'd say experiment with it. Because I'll say this, if you're getting started with this, like Glenn's saying, and you go a little bit too deep and you go too slow, this idea of squatting the way you are integrates orthokinematic interdependencies. That can be too much. But if you can say it in a smooth, quick way that still makes it seem relatable to people and they understand it even if they don't, I think it's okay. I think it helps to build authority, but you don't want to try to intimidate people. Yeah. So it's a tough dance though. Like, How do you make sure that it's smooth but it doesn't sound like you're trying to like sound fancy. Yeah, the short of the long is if you're gonna use a buzzword, you better explain it in layman's terms so that people feel smarter for listening to you, not stupider. Yeah, post-activation yeah. potentiation. It's like muscle memory. People get that, right? Things like that. Things that are like literal, but also relatable at the same time. That's it. Cool. All right. We got our picks of the week. Glenn, what is your pick of the week this week, man? So this is a bit more conceptual, but stick, or stick around with me. I've been watching a lot of different uh, content these days. Uh, about how to uh, go viral on YouTube, not because I want to go viral, because I want to understand the psychology of it, the nuts and bolts of it. 
I think it's fascinating. I think it has lots of applications to other social media, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want to call it. And this concept especially is viable across any platform that you're going to post on. And that's this idea of cost signaling. And the idea of cost signaling is that if you can showcase through your content the cost of what it took to produce it, it is more valued. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a Lamborghini in there or showcase an expensive exercise machine or anything like that, but it could be things like the amount of different cuts that you do inside of a post shows that you really took time to do it, thus making it uh, worth perhaps more value. Or if you create a great piece of long-form content with a great story that's very engaging, that can uh, also signal cost. Yeah, this is not such a bizarre example, but my wife always sends me these videos of like dogs doing things. So it's like, you know, what happens when mom and dad leave for the day and the dogs all of a sudden they look at each other and then somebody goes and puts the effort into like showing the dogs now have like mitts on and then the dogs are now walking inside with their mitts on. Now there's dog mitts holding a rake, raking leaves, cleaning a house. And that doesn't necessarily mean it costs a lot of money to make or that, um, you know, it's really, really expensive or anything like that, but just the time it would take someone to put mitts on a dog and then, uh, then capture that video. And then to edit all this together takes time and it just signals that this is a worthwhile piece of content because I put a lot of time and effort into it. And this shows up when you're creating your content. So you're gonna be playing around with some of these different tools to begin with. And really at the very beginning, if this is all totally new to you and you're a very uh, new beginner, just be okay playing with these tools. Get comfortable using them. Try different things on. That's how you get better at anything. That's how we got better at personal training. It's how we got better at creating content. It's how we got better at hosting and putting on presentations. Trying to fix one thing every time, that 1% will be 1% better every time. But if you are a little bit more seasoned and you are showing people that what you have created costs a little bit more time, energy, some resources, people are gonna stick around and see that thing is more valuable. That's my pick of the week. <laughs> I love it. Cool. What's your, what's your pick of the week, Brandon? So mine is try to systematize the types of content you're producing to make it easier for you. So one thing you're going to have to do when you're doing YouTube, if you're doing social media, Instagram, Facebook, Reels, no matter what, you're going to have to produce content, even if it's just you talking ad hoc to the camera. That's all fine. But what you'll find when you do enough of these things, and you can see our students amongst our students, some people will post something and one gets 2,300 views and one gets 200 views. And so we can look at these videos and go, okay, what about the 2,300 view video might've worked in my analysis? What about the video that has 200 views didn't work? And I think having both of these views are extremely important. Then we can go back to the video that worked. Well, there was a lot of great face shots. There was a lot of really unique exercise shots. There was a lot more energy. The words were smaller and more concise. And so all of a sudden, if you think about storytelling at all with the beginning, middle, and end, we can actually write down little simple formulas. And you're going to start to find that if you're consistent with this, you have four to five, maybe 10 different types of reels that you can do that involve remixes, involve words in a specific, this is a fixing post, this is an education post. And what makes it really, really great about this is if you can identify these steps where you're like, sciatica, don't do this, do this, right? Anatomical pathology, problem solving things they shouldn't do, which everyone does. So that's a great little like poke and then offer a solution. You actually talk about something that's relatable. You dis this myth, if you will, get rid of the myth of what they think they should do and then give them a brand new piece of information. That is a three simple step and you can recreate that with any type of content going forward. So the reason why I say this is because you need to identify trends in your content that works and what doesn't work and the stuff that does work, write it out, 
just so you have this meta-analysis that you can actually know what to do for the next post. And this helps with expediency and saving time. We were talking before we turned on the camera that if someone says, well, I produced a piece of content for Instagram or Facebook, something short form, and it took them an hour. I think that's way too long because I'll be honest with you, we don't have an hour in the day, and I don't even think a reel that takes an hour is going to have a dividend that's going to pay off, in my opinion. I think there's ways around this. Maybe there is, but in most cases, probably not, unless you have a multi-million dollar company with an entire team that's devoted toward this. Expediency is going to be your key because at our level, if you have a company that's below a million dollars, honestly, you're going to have to put a ton of work in there. You're going to have to put individualized work in there. Once you get over that price point, that's where you start to see these companies actually invest a full-time person who does their social media stuff, and that's a different equation. Systematize things as simple as you can to make sure that every time you do a post, you know what kind of post you're doing and the steps that are required to go faster. It will help you a ton. Template, 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 template. And I'll say one more thing on that, just so, yeah, just so that there's no other confusion here. We've talked about this before, but if this is your first exposure to FPM, please like sear this into your brain. Social media, absolutely be educating people. But one of the things that people are looking for when they come to your Instagram is, are you as good as you say you are? And can you help me with the problem that I have? And oftentimes that requires social proof, which means that you've got to have videos and images of your clients succeeding and telling their story in some way, shape or form. That ought to be the crux of a lot of the stuff that you post. And it can be very, very simple. A template that I love is like where it started, where we're at. At the very beginning, showing somebody struggling with whatever it is that they were struggling with, struggled with knee pain before they came in, right? Now, and then you show them doing a deadlift. And that tells a real simple story, right? People think deadlift, lifting weight off the ground, probably hurts the knees. Oh, this person's doing it now. They are getting stronger. This thing must work. Social proof people, don't lose sight of it. It's super important on social media. It ought to be the number one thing that you're looking for. Education is very important as well, but if you don't have social proof out there showing people how amazing you are and the people that you help, you are probably missing the boat with social media. Everyone, listen, if you want to develop your personal training business, you've come to the right place. We help organic personal trainers like you scale and grow quickly. In the gym here, we've had almost 20 clients come in in the last 14 days, and it's been crazy. And that's not the number of leads. We've got a lot of people coming in right now, a lot of people reaching out, and another one even last night. If you're looking to get busier, reach out to us. We want to help you grow because honestly, you deserve the career that you want, deserve, and take care of your family. Anyway, thanks so much for watching. See you guys real soon. Take care, everybody.